0: Finally, I managed to struggle with the recording, but uh, we are finally live. And as always, I have here with me, Arthur Sassim, with with his eternal patience. And <laughs> we, we are finally uh, starting this. Hello, Arthur, how are you doing? Oh, I'm
1: actually having fun watching you trying to achieve something oh, here. <laughs> you know, every
0: month is the same. <laughs> <laughs> the same challenges. Google changing uh, buttons from places so you get lost. But anyway, you are here to talk about um, PHP and we are going to start precisely just with an overview of the topic that we, we have today. So we can quickly mention about them uh, in the for, um uh, a few minutes for those that are in a rush and don't want to watch us talking for an hour. Uh, let me just share the screen here, if I can. Uh, okay, can you see the screen? Mm.
1: I can see Compartible Arteva, but yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we are going to start precisely with the latest PHP versions uh, starting precisely by PHP 7.0.17 which uh, has a bunch of bugs being fixed Uh, nothing really unusual except maybe for this one Uh, this bug here that matches incomplete post does not time out but is passed to PHP. This means that Before this bug was fixed, PHP uh, was not handling, for instance, when uh, maybe uh, the request was aborted, but the server did not realize that probably the user canceled uh, the the request, or there was a disconnection uh, in the user network, probably during an upload, because this is for the post requests, and even uh, um, after uh, an eventual timeout period, uh, PHP was getting the, the the request as if the the, um, the request actually completed. So this may be uh, an interesting thing that was handled. I guess there's nothing for you to to change in your code. This is well, just now. No, now you need it. to
1: anticipate incomplete post requests. Like I don't know not uploaded fully, maybe? I, I really don't know how they are handling it internally. I think this means that if the
0: post failed, it will not be passed to PHP after a timeout. That's what I assume, I did not. Oh, so it's, yeah, details. okay, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, this is just one thing, and another thing uh, is the, 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 the more or less the same bugs were fixed on PHP 7.1. The next thing that we are going to comment is uh, proposing a new cache key for strings operation. This means that PHP will be uh, able to handle code that is probably being loaded from a far archive, and uh, if the the code the code is being loaded uh, multiple times, uh, the caching mechanism for the the opcode cache uh, will already be able to figure that uh, it is the same, the same file archive that is being loaded. Um, next, we are going to talk about uh, is string which is a proposal for having a sort of validation for converting uh, serialized objects into new objects. So the string would be a function that would allow to validate if the the a string Really, as a valid object uh, of a certain class. Next, we have a, the, a discussion about type variants. Uh, like, for instance, a class that allows receives a parameter of a name of type rectangle. It would also be able to accept a, a square as a variant of rectangle because it would have a function named match that would just confirm that. Uh, it would be really a square, but it would still be a, a rectangle. Next, uh, we have a proposal here to have a, a variant of the range function that will act like a generator. Generator are those uh, things that are a bit abstract to to, to explain, but basically they return uh, sequences of values that the would allow you to treat those signals as if they were arrays being iterated. Um, Okay, we'll get back to this to explain it better uh, during this podcast, but next we are going to talk about uh, the proposal of named parameters that somehow got on hold like a few years ago. Having named parameters uh, for functions Somehow similar to the Python language. Next, we are going to talk about a proposal, actually, a discussion, because probably this is not going through, but it is to not needing to have a semicolon as uh, to to end commands, uh, more or less like JavaScript. Uh, It would treat end of lines of eventual and the command uh, separator. Next we're going to talk uh, about the plans for releasing PHP 7.2 because the, the PHP 7.2 alpha is scheduled to happen uh, 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 around June. So they are already preparing to, to elect the people that will take care of this release because we are getting close, we are already only two months away of that date. Next, we we are talking about a discussion about uh, directory separators in paths, uh, files and directories on Windows, because Windows also accepts the, the forward slash like in Linux. Uh, there is a discussion about the, this topic to handle it better. Finally, we'll have... Uh, um uh, uh, just comment on a couple of articles published on PHP classes site blog one about using data mining and business intelligence methods to improve the visibility of PHP packages, PHP articles uh, projects in general uh, that uh, using basically uh, search engine optimization uh, uh, techniques, based on data mining and uh, business intelligence to improve the visi- visibility of these, uh, of these pages on um, Google, for instance. Finally, we just talk briefly about an article that um, will explain about uh, OpenID Connect and the, the way to implement it uh, with OAuth 2 client uh, but um, uh, it would also help to implement those so-called um, social login uh, functionality. you see many sites that allow you to log in in uh, a site without having to actually create uh, uh, an account to going through the whole process to register, just benefiting from accounts that you have, for instance Facebook or Google or something else. So now, starting the actual podcast, let's get back to the the first topic, which is the usual updates on PHP 7.1 and 7.0. I have basically already mentioned that there is the usual set of um, uh, bug fixes, um, probably some are about security, I'm not sure which ones would be. Usually there is, there is some recommendation, but I don't see any any case of this. So other than that, the only thing that we noticed is that there is this bug fix here for handling incomplete posts. Uh, probably this is for when somebody is uploading a file and for some reason it, it disconnects Uh, Times uh, it would time out, but PHP is not realizing that the connection timed out uh, and it still passed uh, the request for PHP to allow.
1: Yeah, I read Uh, the ticket a little more and it was passing basically an empty array in that case.
0: And well, I'm going to get back here because uh, somebody was distracting me. And uh, well, basically, about the versions, there is not much more to say. Uh, I don't, uh, as we mentioned, everything. Another topic that we are going to mention this is um, not very trivial. Well, this month we have a lot of topics that are not uh, very trivial to understand. They are mostly discussions, Uh, they are not even feature complete feature proposals that were accepted. Uh, and one of them, which is already a pull request, is to implement uh, a new cache key mechanism to, uh, in streams. Uh, and streams are like uh, means to read and write f- from files or containers that act like files. And in this case, it is concerned with opcode cache like, for instance, when PHP code is being read from uh, FAR archives. So, uh, there, as you may know, FAR archives contain lots of PHP, can contain lots of PHP files, and the, the PHP engine needs to read the contents of those files uh, that are inside the, the FAR archives. But if the, the, the container The file archive has already been read. Uh, It can avoid uh, parsing the code again and use the opcode cache. Actually, not even need to use the opcode cache because the the stream was already parsed before, probably in the previous request. So, the idea here is to improve a better uh, cache key to determine that, I think. I think that is the case, I'm not sure about the internals. Artur, did you somehow interpret this? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think uh, uh, what you're explaining basically, right? And uh, just wanted to mention that the guy implemented the mechanism to do that, but did not really make the changes in the uh, in the opcache code itself because, as he says, it's rather complex and wants someone to help it, him with it. And I think, had yeah, basically the discussion ends on uh, that he should start doing an RFC for this one and then they could talk over the changes in the opcache code and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. This month there are several discussions, proposals, but not exactly something uh, concrete in terms of RFCs. Yeah. Mostly discussions. Some very weird ones that are even hard to understand, so it's possible that we are misunderstanding things here. And we try to do our best because some topics are very low level. Only people that know very well the internals can probably clarify what is this about. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. I think this is an interesting one and also a weird one. Well, like the other, <laughs> <laughs> which is the 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 proposal to have a, a, a his string function uh, for classes, uh, like there is the two string that uh, you can call and return a string that represents the object uh, being serialized. This string would do the opposite: to take a string with a serialized object and uh, would actually confirm that uh, it is valid without unserializing it i think
1: actually is e string already exists and validates if variable is e string but mm. the implementation is for two strings specifically yeah. in the magic method and, and 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 uh, uh the, the 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 main confusion in this topic is between two approaches uh, one would be to understand if value is type of string, or a, other approach is value can be cast to string, and so I think yeah. that, that that's that's the main confusion here, and uh, that's the difference between the strict mode that, that 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 he talks about strict mode zero strict mode one, how to interpret and interpret this in each situation. Yeah. So. If if object could be interpreted as a string, then it should implement two string method, which he uh, author as he said has a pull request for implementing it uh, in PHP. And if it does, then I guess uh, object should pass validation is string or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I confess that I did not quite uh, understand what this meant, but, um, uh, well, I tried to interpret it as, uh, uh, as I thought it was, but you already corrected me because I I never used this e string function, I was not even remembered that, that, that it exists. But uh, basically, uh, uh, this is still a, a discussion going on. Will this go forward? I don't know. Uh, I start looking at the topic, but uh, there are uh, quite a, a few uh, um, messages, like yeah. 46 in this discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, maybe when there is a, a specific RFC, there will be a separate thread so we can they follow are, it. They are mostly
1: discussing if now we provide a magic method to convert objects to string, so they would validate by e-string. Shouldn't integers be also validated as string because they can easily be cast to strings, too. Yeah. Some, some say yes, others say no, and it's a really long discussion.
0: Yeah, it's a never-ending story, and people, as always, have plenty of time for this. Uh, okay, well, w- we have to wait and see. I suspect we'll, we'll get back to this like next month or probably, or never. In, three, or probably in three years. <laughs> like the name parameters that we are going to talk about. So, the next topic uh, we're talking here is type variants. And I'm still also not sure if I got this right, but I I understood this, uh, whatever is the the type matching thing that is being used, uh, it would allow to accept, uh, for instance, objects of class square as variants have have rectangle. So wherever you accept rectangle, it will also accept square, and it would have a, a, a function named match underscore underscore match, just to confirm that the 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 object would be a valid square because uh, not every rectangle is a square and I guess this would be an additional validation. Yeah. Uh, because variant, variant would say uh, wherever a rectangle is accepted, it would also accept square. But to be a square, there would be a function that would uh, uh, test if the width and the height are the same discrete yeah
1: so basically yeah. as author proposes we create an instance of a rectangle and then if we pass it to the method that expects square on try to cast it to square it should run the match uh magic method and if it passes the validation that it should be convertible to square and if it doesn't pass the validation then it should not be convertible to square something like this but i think that's a really Complex construction to the yeah. problem that he's having, and I don't know if we need such. This,
0: yeah, I think this is more than one thing, and he's he's mixing the, the 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 things in a, in the same proposal.
1: For me, it for me it feels like you want to introduce some kind of business logic into object oriented programming or something, something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, well, uh, for now, uh, this is what we have about this discussion. And yeah, so, we, like, uh,
1: type type validation should check some business logic if this type should yeah. really be converted to another type, it's, so that's why uh, I'm kind of maybe against it, but that's only my opinion. Yeah, personally, I
0: feel that the language is becoming so bloated with minor things that probably exactly. just... Three people will use that. I wonder if this is really necessary, but okay. Uh, I don't know where this came from. I don't know if there is some other language that implements this this way and uh, they want to have it in PHP or it is something that somebody really has a a need for it. Well, anyway, moving on to the next topic. Here we are talking about a proposal uh, to have uh, a generator that uh, would uh, somehow act like uh, the range function. The range function will uh, return uh, a sorted. Of, well, I think it returns an array. I don't. I never use this. That's why I say I think. And uh, between uh, with values between a minimum and a ma- maximum. Yeah. And then you could iterate. So instead of returning an array, it is suggesting to have uh, an, a, a, a generator function that probably would would work like this: uh, return a, a sequence of numbers between the start and the end using a step parameter and then it would yield each of those numbers. It, which means every time this function is iterated, it would return at the next number in the sequence. What I think is that, if the guy already defined this function, why PHP doesn't need to have it built in.
1: Exactly. So, for me, it looks like... Uh, I like how range looks better than a normal uh, if loop. So let's make, but yeah, but range returns an array. So if there are lots of items, it would be really slow. So let's make range return a generator. So it would work faster. Maybe, I don't know if it would work faster. And then it would look better and it would work faster. But yes, it's a backwards compatibility breaking change. And uh, it can be defined in like three or five lines. So there's really no place to adding something like this, I think. and as you usually like to emphasize it then i think one of the mentions later in discussion is that but python has any uh structure like loop or, or, or uh, stuff like that uh it, it were basically in python where you can use iterators you can also use generators and stuff like that uh, and that, that the core is very really well thought through and uh, in python and that's why they can do that so we should do something similar. In, PHP. Yeah. uh,
0: Well, we are here just giving our opinions. It doesn't matter what our opinions are because it's not to us to decide. Anyway, because sometimes we talk about things and people will get upset and going to complain somewhere else. (laughs) And uh, the point here is that we are also trying to think like the other people that are in the internals.
1: Uh, yeah, like least developers least. who would use PHP
0: and yeah.
1: would use or not use this feature.
0: And uh, probably all those, those people that are here are the ones to decide. We are even talking about this one month after. So whatever we can say about this will hardly influence the decision of them. So <laughs> I no wish need it could.
1: I really wish it could influence, but it hardly. Yeah, if you want to influence, you just
0: go there, participate in the, the the discussions, participate in the votes. But we are not doing that. We're just here commenting these features. So, if somebody listens to this uh, is getting upset because we have probably different opinions, uh, just don't bother. We don't have that influence in the world, I think. Uh, anyway, we are just well telling that at least in my opinion, just like you said, uh, if you want this, you can put this in your code. Uh, there is no absolute need to bloat the language further. I don't know if there is a benefit of uh, changing the range operator to to mm-hmm. do this somehow. Operator know the function. Um, uh, and it, it to probably not even make it faster, uh, The reason why people use generators is because you don't have to uh, pre-generate an array and take memory uh, to store that array uh, there while you are iterating. You can just get one element at a time and it will not take any memory, uh, unlike like you generate the the arrays. So well, I think that that, uh, I, I understand the proposal. I think it's one of those things that are not really necessary to have built in PHP, but, you know, people just want to have new things and uh, to make it worse if they implement it in the newer versions, people with running older versions cannot benefit from those. Uh, So it's like you still have to have some fallback code in case you are not running the version that... or not, I don't know. Maybe in the future, everybody's using PHP 8.5 that already has this feature. Okay, anyway, moving on, the next topic is again, the coming back of the discussion of the name parameters that was proposed. Let, let me see exactly when it is proposed. It was like, uh, if the page opens. Oh, it's almost four years, uh, September 2013. So the idea to have many parameters, I guess, it is to have, make it more or less like Python, that you can have parameters for the functions and you specify the names of those parameters. So you can even omit uh, an arbitrary number of parameters and it will take only those that you specify uh, with a name in the command line. I mean, the, the function, the, the calling code. Uh, for some and reason, the, it is very slow here. Uh, it is not loading again. I just loaded that page and it is not <laughs> willing to load again. Yeah, and so, uh, the, 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 the first. It's more like, like this. No, no this the the yeah. this this like this array. Way. It's like an array but is integrating the function call.
1: I so get, I remember
0: that what one thing that they mentioned, oh if you can do this, why do you don't you just pass array and yeah. uh, deal with it inside the function. Exactly.
1: It's well, yeah, I can understand that, for example, we can pass one variable as normal, another as named, and we can also probably pass them in different orders if they're named, stuff like that, but do we really need it? Like, uh, yeah. if you're anticipating that there, there would be many uh, variables, then they are either, uh, it is either a vararch uh, function or, yeah, using associative yeah. array.
0: After more than 20 years with PHP, uh, I think PHP lived pretty well without this. Uh, but then people say, oh, why can't we have nice things? <laughs> true, uh, true. Uh, I don't is, know where, it, where,
1: uh, where we draw the line, but, yeah.
0: Exactly. And uh, how much bloated can can we make the language? Well, it is already over-bloated, but so... It's not one more thing. It's just one more thing that will complicate the matters of people developing uh, PHP IDs because they also have to update their parsers to um, handle this new syntax. Yeah. Other other tools that process PHP code. In Sorry. the
1: email th- email thread, I think it was specifically mentioned that uh, one of the reasons that why, why this RFC was dropped because there is a really big grant work to check the paranames of all the existing functions and stuff like that. So lots of code needs to be modified and redone and that's why it was kind of...
0: And after all, there are more important things that HP yeah. probably misses and uh, we don't have those things like... Sink and the weight, <laughs> and uh, well, but we have a Facebook uh, hack that supports <laughs> those things. Just in case you miss a sink and the weight, or you could move on to ECMAScript six and yeah, everything. Well, next topic, it's. Yet another one of those discussions of, oh, why don't PHP is like some other language? In this case, is the, I think the target is JavaScript that allows end of line to be considered the end of a command. So you wouldn't need to type the semicolon because it's very exhausting to type a semicolon at the end of every command. and We don't have much time to type semicolons well, basically, the proposal here is to uh, consider end of line as the end of command. Yep. This, uh, well, this is method to make it like JavaScript, as I said. But um, I don't know. Is this really an advantage? Uh, prob- won't it conf- cause more confusing uh, confusion, like uh, introducing bugs that probably will go unnoticed? Exactly.
1: Uh, exactly. as uh, It is possible to do in JavaScript not to end uh, line with the semicolon because line end also means that the operator ends and stuff like that. I still I sleep better if I end all my st- statements with semicolon. I just sleep better, I don't know, because you really yeah. can have many different bugs there.
0: After all, all those linked programs for JavaScript always yeah. tell you put the, those damn semicolons. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. No, your code does not become ambiguous. So basically, they are admitting that they made a mistake in designing the language <laughs> to not allow to allow lines to not end with a semicolon. So they are because they don't to break backwards compatibility. But PHP people want to have the complication in the language. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. Now something that is more, uh, I will say, interesting because this is a concrete, part of a concrete plan to release PHP 7.2, I think more towards the end of the year, but first there will be alpha releases, uh, specifically uh, for uh, early June, and um, I think uh, they are, are quite on schedule, because most of the things that have been planned are more or less well-defined. They are just preparing to elect the release managers, basically those brave people that will take care of all the headaches to make everything uh, uh, work and verify that uh, all tests are in place to make sure that when PHP 7.2 is finally released uh, to uh, the public, it won't have as much issues as probably past releases that uh, when you publish a new version all of a sudden all the bugs appear and that uh, somehow holds people back to adopt the new version right away. Anyway, they are just discussing who is going to be uh, elected. Uh, Do you want to candidate? uh, no, why not? Uh, because I have better things to do in life. And, uh, uh, oh, after all, I think those people do not like me. <laughs> I'm very okay. sincere, and while I make some comments, some people take criticisms personally. So, but this is not new. It's not just a specific thing with me. It's specific. It's a thing with. Uh, politics, dealing with uh, disagreements, and uh, uh, I I think I moved away from participating in pitch internals like 2002 uh, because the discussions were getting very heavy, very personal, and uh, it does not justify the time that you put into it. So rather than just go there and uh, uh, spend a lot of time arguing with all these people uh, better just try to do something useful which is to comment on what is coming because not everybody has the knowledge nor the time to keep up with the internal development and at least here we are talking about what is coming. I don't think there is any other PHP podcast that covers these specific things you have this podcast, now, so you most,
1: g- now you gave out our secret. Now everyone will do that.
0: No, I don't. Think, because for some, these kind of topics are boring. Uh, because they are too low level. They are not about the cool things, the frameworks, the the, the uh, what I would say the those those design patterns, those standard recommendations, and those things. So. I don't think not everybody wants to 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 follow these things and, uh, and to be quite honest this is uh, requires a bit of work of research every month I go on the internals list to try to find from those tens of topics that appear there which are the relevant ones maybe I miss some uh, maybe we cover too much that probably is not so relevant But at least we try to um, share something useful about what is coming in PHP. That's why it is called Lately in PHP. (sighs) OK, anyway.
1: And I I always thought it was meant because I have a late night already when we're recording. Uh, That too. That's
0: that's not Lately. That's very late in PHP. (laughs) (laughs) We can assure that it will always be delayed. It was not always be not be on schedule, and I'm not trying to give an excuse, but it's quite a challenge. Quite a challenge, even when we have all the time we need, uh, trying to deal with recordings and broadcastings and uh, dealing with the functions that uh, Google changes every month in the Hangout uh, thing. It's not easy. Anyway, let's move on. Towards the end of this podcast one last topic specific to PHP development is about direct separators on Windows. It seems there is some kind of issue on Windows I'm not a Windows user I'm not even sure if, if this is really really an issue <coughs> but what happens that on Windows it can take both forward slash uh, and backwards Slash as uh, directory path separators, right? Yeah, uh, so I think they are considering to just drop the backwards uh, yeah. separator.
1: That, that was exactly the problem. Windows kind of accepts both backwards and forward slash, but Linux only accepts forward slashes, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. so
1: when they exported file on Windows for some reason it uh, used backslashes for paths, and then you can't import it on Linux anymore because it has backward, back backslashes. But Windows could have worked with both of them, with backward and forward slashes, so why would not use forward by default on Windows too?
0: Yeah. I, I, I see the point, but, I, but would it solve the, the problem completely? Because it's not just that, it's the root. Uh, uh, The root of a file system is usually a drive on Windows. Yeah. True. While on Linux, you only have one root even if you have multiple file systems. Yeah, true. You have have drives, so I don't think it will completely solve the problem. Uh, Maybe they are thinking about relative paths. If it is just relative paths, putting all with forward slashes, we'd make it The same on both platforms, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Again, I didn't have the time nor the patience to go through all the discussions, but there are like uh, 30 people discussing this topic. It kind of stopped, but uh, uh, it was still many messages. Well, if there are any changes regarding this, probably we'll have an RFC that we can come back to this later. Okay, now moving on to a topic that is a bit different because this is not about PHP internals. this is more about something that has been implemented, it is not quite visible on PHP classes uh, because this is mainly a plan and what happens is that for the last months I've been developing a SEO tool, a search engine optimization tool that will Get, allow me to get uh, suggestions uh, to improve, optimize the, your content. For instance, you have published a package or a blog article about the package, or it could be a, some other type of ma- pa- page. And uh, it is uh, getting search traffic for cert- certain keywords from Google. Uh, but there are keywords that uh, would bring you more traffic because there are more people searching for them on Google. So the idea is to suggest improvements. Like you, maybe you can replace or add uh, the, the keywords that you use on your pages, your package pages, or your uh, your um, blog articles, so they can attract more traffic. And this somehow has been working well, not extraordinary extraordinary well, but. Uh, well enough to uh, make me write an article and let you know that uh, for now this is something that I'm doing myself manually, but probably in the future you will be able to, as an author of packages, you'll be able to get those suggestions and improve your content by yourself. Because sometimes uh, the the suggestions that the tool gives is, oh add a, a section to your article about this topic that is related with the topic that you covered in the article. You are already getting traffic for that topic, but your your page, your content could improve it better. Uh, To make it better, uh, somehow to have more traffic, more users, more more feedback to your packages from users that are searching for them in Google. So for now, uh, it, this doesn't change anything for authors, but I have been doing myself like daily. I optimize some articles or some packages to probably improve uh, titles or other type of content, uh, um, and you can uh, hopefully get more traffic. There is a video here,
1: but that cannot be can't be really uh, optimized. That it would automatically generate the titles. The user still need to check uh, grammar and validation, stuff like that, right? If, if exactly. they don't make sense at all.
0: Yeah, yes, exactly. This is just to suggest uh, uh, keywords that you can include in your package uh, titles, for
1: instance. Not only keywords, uh, but also phrases. Yes, well, keywords
0: I don't mean individual words. I mean keywords uh, as uh, could be com- com- Compound uh, know, keywords made of several words. Uh, if you go to a package page, let me give you an example here. For instance, this uh, this is the pack uh, what, what a package of auth, uh client. It must open, and you can go on edit. Now you have a prefix field that you can prepend to the actual uh, title of a package. If you feel that you can uh, prepend some keywords to make it target better, uh, some searches, uh, you can define this prefix and uh, the title of the pages will be include that prefix. Uh, this may not always work well, because if you are using keyword stuffing, like repeating keywords, uh, Google may actually uh, diminish your traffic for those keywords. So this has to be done carefully. But now you know that you can improve this prefix. So if for some reason you see that uh, your the site sent you a message because your prefix of the package was changed, it was because it, uh, I have used this tool and determined that it would be a good idea to improve. But as you said this is not automatic this is just the tool giving suggestions and then i decide if it is a good idea or not over time the, the tool will be, become better to actually uh, give suggestions that make sense so all this is what we call uh business intelligence it is not when i say business intelligence it doesn't mean we are talking about uh, making money we're talking about uh, using uh, some intelligence, uh, learning from data uh, uh, opportunities to improve some metrics. Those metrics could be related with, with business or not, just the generic name business intelligence and uh, this uses basically data mining which is to analyze the traffic that you get from Google and then you can improve the 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 traffic with the suggestions that result from the analysis of that data. There is a a video here, I'm not going to play it now, you can play it later when you uh, watch this uh, hangout. Uh, It explains what is the tool so far. This is not the final version of the tool, this is actually a prototype uh, that is being uh, improved uh, on a daily basis to match better what the users are expecting, what they understand. Okay, this is just to give you an idea that, for now, uh, this this thing exists, although it's not yet accessible to authors of packages, but my intention is to make, make it accessible later. Also, this tool will be available. It will be a commercial tool. It is part of a broader project that I explained here, which is to uh, uh, teach developers how to create their own software uh, product businesses using uh, things that uh, I I teach and this project is part of uh, demonstrating how to apply the methods in practice. So, uh, this is not just uh, a matter of uh, the technical side of uh, things, but also the the business side of creating products that people want and uh, they will be able to buy later. So, this tool is something that I'm developing as a real uh, business and you, you, soon you'll be able to have access to this tool to optimize your own sites, it's not just for PHP Classes. PHP Classes is just something that I'm using to, to apply the tool in practice. Anyway, if you're interested, there is... there is a there is a demo video here, and there is also a Facebook group for PHP classes contributors and fans, where you can join, and where I'll be announcing these things, uh, these developments that can benefit somehow the authors and users of PHP classes uh, with this and other features. Okay, this I don't know if you have any question because we're being very quiet. <laughs>
1: No, I just I just I was thinking about the name for the user, kind of like it. Interesting idea.
0: Oh, yeah. this is yet another th- one, uh, no those things that I've been thinking a lot. but uh, just now because you asked for the user is like four, not four in the number, but for the user. So yeah, I, I got it. Way- Page is better for the users, not for the search engines, because that's what Google has been preaching to all webmasters: to do not focus on search engine algorithms, focus on making it better for the users. Because if Google you will eventually value more what you do for the users, so the idea of this tool is to help you make it better for make your sites better for the users. Okay, now moving on to a final topic. It is basically an article that I have written myself on the OpenID Connect. Open ID Connect... OpenID is actually a, a, a protocol for implementing uh, what you call single sign-on. Uh, well, like you see many sites like, for instance, Google. Google has different products in different domains. You can use a single Google account to access all those products. So they use, I'm not sure if it is exactly OpenID, but it's probably something similar. But with OpenID, which is, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, With OpenID, you can implement what they call single sign-on, for instance. When you log in in PHP classes, you are redirected to a site called Accounts, which basically share all the accounts information. So you can also log in, for instance, in JS classes. So you do not have to create a new account, you just use a similar account. So it is a similar concept. But uh, OpenID as a protocol, it is more complicated. So they started using OAuth uh, uh, for uh, implementing single sign-on. OAuth is a protocol for accessing APIs. And when you obtain the authorization to access an API on behalf of the user, you get a token, and that token allows you to make API calls on behalf of that user. But um, usually it is a a two-step process. Like first you obtain the token, then make the API calls. But thanks to some extensions in uh, OAuth 2 protocol, it is possible that when you call you make uh, an open ID uh, connect uh, integration, you already get the, um, the, um, the details of the user profile. So you don't have to make a second uh, an additional API call to obtain for instance the username, the user email. Uh, so it will eventually make it faster. That is why the, the article is called faster PHP social login with a PHP Open Connect, uh, OpenID Connect PHP client. So uh, sounds like an optimized it, title. It? Yes, exactly. Oh, that's a good example of, it, uh, of what we mentioned before. And uh, and yes, it is true that the, the tool was uh, used uh, like some time after the article was published with the insights. To improve the the, the 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 not only the titles but also these headers, these H two headers that um, separate the different sections of the article. Uh, uh, ultimately. Now that you mention, ultimately, it will make the actual article better because when you improve these titles you make it more explicit what each section is about for the users and often the users do not want to read the whole article, they just come here and read these uh, contents, entries, uh, to learn what is the article about. So if they want to, know, oh I just want to download, oh there is the download here download the PHP OAuth library to benefit from the OpenID Connect PHP Client. Okay, you go there and there is it is the, the download, download uh, instructions or installing with the composer or whatever you want to use. Um, uh, if you want to read the, the, the actual steps, you can go to the other sections. So, basically, this is it. I don't know if you also have any questions this time.
1: So uh, OpenID does not use OAuth, but OpenID Connect is something that is based on both OpenID and OAuth, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what they realized that uh, OpenID one and OpenID two were too complicated, were very limited. I have problems because sometimes it is based on redirecting uh, uh, the main from the main site to the site accounts and then the urls become too long because it passes the url the parameters in the urls and the, some browsers and proxies truncate the the parameters when they become too long and sometimes i have issues with that so openid connect it is better and after you get the token you can also do other api calls you may need but if you only need for instance the username or the user email you just can get it immediately from the protocol. So this PHP client class, OAuth client class, that I have been developing for the latest years, already extracts the OpenID Connect uh, parameters that are returned with the the response for the OAuth token. I don't know if this is understandable because (laughs) it has many, many many technical nuances. From what I have learned, most people do not want to understand the technical aspects. Yeah. Just give me the class. (laughs) Yes, and I I, I don't want to know exactly. I don't want to know either. But I developed the class in such a way that is a single piece of of code. It's a single class, not bazillions of classes and subclasses. There is a configuration uh, file that uh, um, configures the class to adapt to the different uh, uh, OS servers. It has many workarounds because they are not very consistent. They have issues that, well, you don't want to know. It's crazy. (laughs) It's it's crazy. And uh, despite there is this standard, there are interpretations of the standard. And uh, you you don't want to know. It's crazy it, it, it should have been a simple thing but it isn't and uh, sometimes people say oh thank you very much for this class because I have one example script for each type of server that, that it supports and sometimes the differences are minimal in the script but internally the configuration of the class makes it kind of magic. <laughs> you don't have to deal with the differences. I don't know if you develop things in JavaScript do are the Oauth clients? That yeah, probably. for javascript uh, probably yeah, need to who, check the
1: npm who, like, or no JS.
0: <laughs> because what i have seen even in php is people like do one base class and then add have, have like subclasses or adapter classes to pick the yeah the nuances i don't have that because people don't want to have to write code to adapt to a new OS server uh, I don't want to do that. So I added the, the, the workarounds in the main class and then I picked the configuration to, to figure <laughs> what workaround I have to to, to, to implement. And, uh, and it's crazy because OAth is practically impossible to test because it depends on the server response. You cannot mock uh, uh, a Google server because if they change something on the server, if you implement mock classes, you don't know <laughs> if the server has changed something and the mock class replicates the differences. <laughs> so it's one of those cases that tests wouldn't help. You can test some aspects, but most of the things are not testable and those are the important things. Okay, now we are here talking about the latest JavaScript and php innovation award winners uh this time we will be talking about the nominees and winners of january uh, 2017 we already uh, are commenting on the first of the year so this month something different happened because i implemented a new feature that allows me, as moderator, to find out eventually packages that are not submitted by the authors. But they have somehow put it in GitHub. And uh, this was implemented, like, in January. And I was trying this feature and sent lots of invitations to authors to help me to test uh, that feature. So we had, like, five in JS classes, which is not much, but it's about a good number. Uh, but we had, like, 22 in PHP classes as penalty yeah. <laughs> for us this month. And, uh, i like to appreciate, once again, Artus, for sharing me this penalty. It's not a penalty. It's always great to comment on great packages because they were actually great packages nominated. So let's start first with the JavaScript ones. Let me go back here. Share the screen. As I mentioned, there are like, uh, five. Uh, uh if i find the share button I even oh, this is so here it works okay so as you may see they like try right? so which ones would you like to comment artist yes oh i have a english screen now um... uh yes i remove the parameter so you don't <laughs> have to see compare oh
1: but I liked it yeah. okay. uh, the first package is jQuery Benchmark tool uh, developed by Emil Kilaga from Sweden and basically it measures the time it takes to execute the JavaScript code uh, if we can look at examples then I think it would look something like this Interesting so basically you provide the callback mm-hmm. function which executes something and yeah it could be useful to finding out for example the fastest way to iterate an array or merge multiple arrays or stuff like that because in languages it can be tricky that some native method- methods are fast some slow and uh, and vice versa there is not more much more info or example how it, how does the result look like I assume There is some visualization or something like that.
0: No, No. I think um, if you go there, you can see, let me open here the screen instead of guessing, because there are many packages being developed. Uh, This one was nominated. Well, this is where we have many packages doing this because it's really basic, Uh, but in PHP, not many in JavaScript, but it's a plugin that uh, likes, uh, helps you to test this. So, I assume if I remember this correctly, that uh, uh, it will probably display this in a element or not. Well, I don't remember, which is good. Because this was like three months ago it was published.
1: Yeah, but... Also, console output is also OK.
0: Yes. OK.
1: So this oh, one you can one also one. provide a function for
0: outputting, too.
1: Yeah, and it was the winner, actually, yeah. And not picking prizes? Uh,
0: not picking prizes. Let me remember. It was. Oh, because, uh, well, uh, sometimes I don't know what happened, because. Uh, Oh, how uh, oh, I remember! There was an issue that, that the delayed delivery of prizes, like uh, from O'Reilly and Pack, but it's now solved. I have to get back to those authors that pick those prizes. Yeah,
1: it was but, great from me to remind you that. <sighs> uh,
0: it's like uh, something that was sorted this week, so. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, but you are right. I have to get back to that because I'm.
1: Lost. Okay, and anyway. the next, yeah, do you want to comment it on the the first one before anything to it? No, no, that's fine. Okay, and the next one is JavaScript Color Mixer that allows you to, uh, that basically generates a color mm-hmm. editing tool, it's so you can generate a color using RGB or HSV. Uh, formats and it was developed by Martin Latter from United Kingdom, and it even has a nice example, something like that. So, if you see, you can adjust the color and get result here. So you can edit color in RGB or edit color in HSV, and you would get result. Hmm. I really not like the effect that uh, while you're dragging, these those values are also changing. So you could also actually see the dependencies between them. Yeah. I could play with it.
0: Yes. Nice. You could you could use that as a widget in your applications. Yeah. And okay, it's my turn, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, if yeah. I can share the screen here. Let me do this quickly because we have bazillions of packages to come <sighs> And next month it will be a smaller bazillion, but it's still a bazillion. Uh, but okay. The next, the following month, we will be more or less back to normal. Uh, uh, so, the first package that I want to call is JavaScript Ajaxify Push State. This is a package developed by uh, 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 a common, uh, uh, um, I mean, a frequent uh, um, developer, contributor, um, Martin Barker from the United Kingdom. He developed a Package that does does something interesting. Actually, I've seen this done for uh, uh, PHP packages, but this one is more like to do it from JavaScript, which is to replace the links uh, to certain pages with Ajax calls. And then you replace the contents uh, of sections of your page that will be updated depending on the link that you click. Uh, So, this is a nice package and uh, I remember that Martin already picked the prize, Uh, it's probably one pack book or one uh, uh, O'Reilly book, I just don't remember, but I need to check. Uh, Okay, next package that I want to comment is Widget CLI, which is interesting, this one is from... um, uh, he has been developing a few great packages and this one is to implement a shortcut shell uh, prompt that uh, will allows you to, to implement uh, a command line interface and it will send the Ajax requests that will be handled on the server side by uh, some code that is called via Ajax. Uh, the next package that I want to comment is from Tolo Prod, uh, uh, the name of the author. Uh, I think it's Tom Loprod. I'm not sure what if this is a name or some alias. But Anyway, the, the, it implements uh, modal windows that are created, but without using jQuery or some other framework. Um, it's very simple, but very useful, and since it doesn't depend on jQuery, thumbs up for for Tom. <laughs> I, I guess nowadays people are getting uh, the sense that uh, jQuery is not as necessary as in the past. So this is a good thing. And, then, and with this I, we cover all the nominees of January, so we are going to take a look at the, the rankings of uh, 2017, uh, considering already the February nominees. So in first place we have Martin Barker with two packets and nine points, followed by Emil Kilas from Sweden uh, with two packets and eight points. Then Martin Latter also from the United Kingdom, like Martin Barker. So two Martins from the United Kingdom and Martin Latter as one package and five points. Then comes Jeremy Judo with a French name but uh, from China. With one package and three points tied with Anders Toth, uh from Hungary. When there, Anders was the winner of previous uh, last year. And they have one package and three points. Then in sixth place the, you come Tio Wiewowski from Germany and Tom Lopraud from Spain. Uh, with one package and two points. So this is the ranking by um, by author and by country. We have United Kingdom with three packages and 14 points, followed by Sweden with the packages and eight points, then China with one package and three points, tied with Hungary with also awesome one package and three points. Germany and Spain in fifth with one package and two points. So basically it's almost a mapping between authors and countries, except for United Kingdom that has two authors, but uh, you know, J- J- JavaScript Innovation Award was not always so uh, participated. So this almost always happened. So now we are going. So now we are going to move on to the Innovation Award winners of January, and this comes the uh, challenging part, which is to come up. All of those 22 packages. So we better guess start quickly and maybe not spend so much covering each one of those. Uh, but
1: yeah, a little briefly.
0: Yeah, I think we can do something quickly. Yeah, more or less.
1: I'm just I'm just wondering that the 22 packages. It means that the first one, the first packages, got lots of points actually and could put their could put their yeah. countries ahead.
0: Yes, that too. It's it's a consequence. It's a bit different the way that uh, the ranking uh, is formed compared to some other types of championships. But it is a way to um, the reward authors that won in months when there were more competitors.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And the first package is PHP GitHub API client developed. By Nahid bin Azar from Bangladesh. And basically, this package can authenticate you with GitHub using OAuth and send API requests to perform different tasks and operations with user accounts and repositories. Uh, and Nahid got one big LAPHP and Flash mascot. as yeah, that's usually the first price people take. Yes. And
0: he's actually very happy. I th- I think I have, we have pictures of
1: uh, him already
0: yeah I think let, I saw in Facebook or something yeah. and, Facebook? Uh, it seems that the the, the prize was very well received. let me try to find here because it was my last month but many many people celebrated in in, uh, in his country. let me try to find really <laughs> that's interesting yeah. Yeah, because I think for them it's not usual, uh, and sometimes people are uh, uh, have many friends there, and uh, I, uh, I don't know. It's not videos. How do I find this post? Okay, maybe but, let
1: me comment further, and then we yeah. can get back. Or
0: you yeah, can you can move on while I try to find the picture.
1: Yeah. Okay, and the next package is PHP I- and I, ini or how it's pronounced settings uh, developed by Christian V from France and yeah uh, I think there were previously PHP ini parsers and modifiers and stuff like that I think why well, this one is special because it also have uh, configuration type validation based on configurations, file, and CSV format that, again, additionally provides, so you can validate. So you can always set specific settings, as Boolean and not something else and stuff like that. Um, we can probably check an example. I don't know if it loads. Mm-hmm. There's a load for me now. But yeah, and, uh, oh, now it loaded.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There is no example of the validation here, I think. Your files. Just wanted to see the configuration file. Oh, here here we can see something. Yeah. It seems to be really slow for me, too, today. don't know why.
0: Sorry? What do you mean?
1: Seems to be very really slow connection for me, too,
0: today. Oh, I thought so, it was my, my hand. Well, uh... Oh, that's a lot. It's... Well, this, okay. this is uh, uh, the, 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 the different thing on this package is mostly that it can also validate the types of yeah, yeah. Uh, values. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, what, what I so, mentioned.
1: And uh, I think that Christian did not pick a prize usually for he does it for the computer. No, <laughs>
0: no. He said he, he has already all of the prizes, so he's he <laughs> having. Okay. Exactly. And it's true because he won so many times. It is not the only one, but it's when he's continued to send great packages. Uh, and uh, I think that's all fine. It, that means he is having fun just sending those packages.
1: Okay. And the next one is PHP Joomla login. So uh, it was developed by Hasib Ahmad Basil from Pakistan. And it provides a file, PHP file that you need to put in your Joomla installation directory that would authenticate you, and then you can send it HTTP request to this file, to this script providing uh, user authentication information like like username and password, so it would authenticate you, and you can access remotely uh, Joomla without the login screen and stuff like that. And has SIP got one allowable copy of code Observer professional for this package? Here,
0: let me start from the first, uh, which would be one from Luciano Salvini. No, Luciano. Luciano yes. Demarutian. So, Salvino. Oh, it had a different name there. Yeah, it's a cached version. I think I need to invalidate to the cache when people change their names. Uh, okay, one more bug to fix. Uh, anyway, uh, this package is uh, for editing subtitles and those subtitles of videos. Uh, as you may know or not, uh, there are five formats for storing these um, subtitles in in files. They can be somehow integrated in the video stream, but I think usually they are separate files. And they contain things like the text and the, the timeline uh, position that each uh, text appears. And there are several formats, and this package allows you to edit uh, files in those formats. So, this is an interesting package for this purpose. And all, oh, oh. Luciano did not reply when I asked him if he wanted the prize, so maybe he missed the message. If he's listening, uh, you can still go back and pick one of the remaining prizes. The next package, uh, the, what called PHP with Mask Generator. It is, there are some packages for this purpose, and this one from JLID, um, from I'm sure I am not, not pronounce his name right, but he's from Belgium. Uh, he developed this package because it allows to do a few things differently from other packages, uh, like uh, traversing uh, uh, bit masks with uh, iterators and also generate uh, sequences of bits that you can limit the number of ones and things that are not usual, but if we develop this is because he needed something like that. The next package that I would like to comment is uh, uh, also Kelly did not reply to the message uh, if you wanted to, uh, to get a prize. So if he's listening, please contact pack And whew, well, with this, we reached the end of the list of the nominees. The Whoa, only thing remember is to comment on them. The, the, the rankings for uh, 2017, already considering February, and so far uh, Christian V is uh, ahead again uh, with 239 points. He was the winner for uh, 2016, but is being followed by quite closely by Nahid Bin Hazar from uh, from Bangladesh, and uh, we two packages 37 points, then Jelab Sabrext with two packages and 35 points from Belgium, Asib Ahmad Basile from Pakistan with one package and between points is tied with Peter Kahl from Hong Kong, Gavin Gordon Markowski from Canada, Alessandro Quintiliano from Italy, Shaz Asharia from Australia are all tied in fourth place with one package and twenty points, and then Dave Smith with one package and 17 points from the United States is tied with Sergei Van Yushin from Russia with two packages and 17 points. By country, things almost map to the, the winners, but not uh, like uh, in JS classes because there we have many more authors from different countries. So Francis first uh, with uh, four packages and 58 points. But it is followed by the United States, with three packages and 43 points. Uh, and it seems the competition between uh, France and the United States is continuing in 2017. I hope other countries also come closer to make this competition more fun. Uh, but it somehow it repeats what happened last year. Let's see. Uh, what happens this year, we are still very far from the end, lots of things can happen, so moving on, Magnolias is third in, uh, with two packages 37 points Italy uh, is in fourth with two packages 35 points, Pakistan in fifth with two packages at 29 points Belgium is in sixth with two packages 35 points Australia, Hong Kong and Canada are tied with one Packaging. 13 points in seventh position. Finally, United Kingdom is in 10th with the Packers and 19 points. Um, anyway, well, basically, we reached the end of this uh, podcast and uh, I'd like to thank you again, Arthur, for coming, having the patience to go through the PHP internals, despite you are not using PHP for how oh, many years? couple. Uh, yeah so but maybe you you, you you'll get back <laughs> or not or not <laughs> uh, anyway we ended this podcast now we will still record the the, the um, innovation award podcast unfortunately from now on the lightning javascript podcast will no longer be recorded because it's too much work and for me uh, and also for to. Uh, edit the podcasts to research the topics and I'm buried I have lots of things to do regarding all these projects I've been commenting maybe we can get back to it in the future but for now it's not helping Uh, but talking about PHP is I think uh, once a month is already great and I hope this up is so useful to everybody that is bothering to watch us for all this time. <laughs> and, uh, well, with this, we end here. So, on my behalf, it of is all for now. Bye. Bye.